You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Tomahawk Take Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and with me today is Fred Owens. Hi, good evening. And unfortunately, Alan not able to join on this episode, not feeling well, so certainly hope Alan gets better soon. But wanted to come on here and do our season preview episode for the Braves because we have finally made it. It is opening day this Thursday. Braves will kick off the season against the Phillies, so... Uh, excited to get the season going. Seems like uh, it was a very slow off season, but spring training actually kind of flew by, and it was a pretty uneventful spring training for the Braves, and that's uh, certainly a good thing. No major injuries to speak of, nothing like that. So Braves are ready to go, ready to kick off the 2021 campaign in search of that first World Series title since 1995 after coming oh so close last year in 2020. Uh, but like I said, in today's season preview podcast, we're going to give you our predictions for the Braves this upcoming season and what we th- and who we think is going to win it all. One of our writers, James Kunkel, is putting together a season prediction article, taking all of the predictions from the Tomahawk Take staff, and that will go up on the site on Wednesday. So make sure that you go to TomahawkTake.com to check that out and see who we all picked, uh, who we picked to win uh, the big awards this year and all of that. So make sure that you go to the site and check that out. But let's get into our predictions for this Braves team going into 2021. Uh, the first thing I wanted to look at is who we think will be the Braves MVP for this season. So Fred, I'll give you the first shot at this one. Who is going to be not the MVP of the league, but the MVP for the Braves in 2021? Uh, that's Ozzy for me. Ozzy's the one. He's the key to making this whole thing work. I expect Ronald to be in in for the league MVP at some point. Uh, in fact, uh, he was picked by uh, Ryan Spielberg today on MLB Network Radio. But with Ozzy's in that number two hole between Ronald and Freddie and Marcel, and he's the key to the top of that lineup working. Ronnie's going to be Ronnie. Freddie's going to be Freddie. If if Ozzy is the heartbeat that I feel that he is for that club, and he's playing at the top of his game. He will make that lineup click for the first six six places through that because you get Ronnie on and Ozzie on, Freddie on, and Ozuna's back there, and all of a sudden you're six deep in the lineup and you maybe have one out. So for me, Ozzie's going to be the team MVP. I think Ronnie may win the league, but Ozzie's going to be the team MVP for me. 
Okay, so so good pick there, picking Ozzy. So you leave me with a couple of great choices and and Ronnie and Freddie, and really you can't go wrong. Um, I little teaser probably will pick Ronnie for another reward later. So I'm gonna go with Freddie, who is the reigning NL MVP, uh, and I think he'll once again be the MVP of the Braves. To me, he's still the leader of this team. Uh, I think he, you know, stirs the the drink or whatever, however the saying goes. Uh, really, you know, obviously love Freddie, expecting a big year from him. Disappointed we didn't get that contract extension in spring training. Um, but again, I, I would be completely shocked if he doesn't come back to Atlanta for the rest of his career. And I think that will get worked out in due time. I have no concerns there, but uh, expecting a, a big year from Freddie again last year, we got to just get a taste of what it, he looks like, you know, when he's healthy, you know, after the COVID scare. But, um, you know, going into last spring training, he got that elbow all cleared up and ready to go, said it was the best that he's felt in, in nine years. And we saw what that can look like now. Just hopefully we can see that over a full season. Um, but even more than that, just being the team MVP again, I still think he's the leader of the Braves uh, and will continue to be. So that's why easy pick for me taking Freddie as the team MVP in 2021. Uh, next, I wanted to look at uh, which Braves or will any Braves win a major award this year, looking at MVP Cy Young Rookie of the Year. Uh, and again, kind of teased it a minute ago. I think Ronnie is going to be the NL MVP this year. I'm I'm really excited about him this season and the the season that he could have. I think he's motivated more than ever. Not that he hasn't been in the past, but I think you've seen a lot of these offseason polls and uh, who's the best young player in baseball and Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto continue to to be above him in those polls and those rankings. I think I think Acuna has caught wind of that, and you see Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, get that big deal. You see him on all the billboards. He's on the commercials. Uh, I think Acuna wants to come in here and prove something this year. I think he's going to go really hard for that 40-40 season. I, I just really see him having a big year, coming out on fire this year. And I'm just really excited about it, really excited to see what he can do. Again, just hope that he can stay healthy over a full season. And I think if he does that, I think he's going to win the league MVP award, get that 40-40 season, uh, and carry the Braves to another division title. I don't think the Braves will win a Cy Young, but I think they'll have at least one in the top five, uh, whether that be Max, Charlie, or Soroka. I think one of them will finish in the top five. Um, Pache, I don't think will get the rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to hit enough, but I think he's going to have pretty big ward numbers simply because of his defense, which if you if you've watched in spring training uh, has been pretty, pretty fun to see. Can't wait to watch that over a full year. But I don't know that he's going to hit enough to win rookie of the year, but I think he'll definitely be in the conversation. So uh, I think the one if I had to pick one there and you can pick more than one, obviously, Fred, if you want to. But I think Acuna is going to win that NL MVP this year. Well, I, I agree that uh, Ronnie's in it with a chance to win that MVP this year. Uh, uh, again, I listened to Ryan Spielberg today while I was waiting at the hospital to get in. And and he Spilly's made this point. He said, you know, uh, he I don't think that 50-50 is out of the realm of possibility for Acuna. Uh, he's got the talent. He's got the skills. He's 23 years old. And, you know, stealing 40 bases wears the body down. But you're 23 years old, and you're able to come back from that. So I think that there's a good chance he's going to do that. Since you picked him, I'm going to say that Ian Anderson and and Christian Pache 
both finished in top five for uh, a NL rookie of the year. And it, I think, you know, I, I really think one of the two of them could win it, but they'll both finish top five this year for NL rookie of the year, because I think Pache is going to hit. I, 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 I watch him swing the bat and, and he looks like a hitter to me. He just, he just, he doesn't panic. He doesn't rush. You don't see him dive after he pitches. You, he stands in there. He's, it's the same every time. He's got, he's got his bottom half is underneath him. Uh, and even when he miss hits the ball, it goes to the wall. He, he's stronger than he looks. Uh, he's, he's solid in the batter's box. He doesn't have any quirky at bats or quirky stances. And I think he's going to be a lot better hitter than people give him credit for. Anderson, I think won't win the, won't win the Cy Young because, you know, uh, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Max Freed, um, and Walker Bueller, um, blah, blah, blah. But Ian Anderson, Ian Anderson's a stud. All right. I think he's going to finish better than Soroka this year. And mostly because I think Mike's suffering from missing last year. He didn't have any fastball control at all today, but, um, that, that hook was nasty. Um, but I think Anderson, uh, Anderson doesn't get shook. He goes out there. He's the same every day. He's very Tom Glavin like on the mound. And when you're, when nothing bothers you on the mound and you throw, do, do the same thing and you go out there and you do it every day and every day and every day and every day, uh, good things happen, particularly with the defense you'll have behind him. So that's sort of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Pache and Anderson are going to be in the NL rookie of the year fight. Uh, both of them. Yeah, that's a good pick on Anderson. And uh, I think in the article and my my answers that I submitted for James article, I think I actually had Ian Anderson as winning the rookie of the year just because I think he has a leg up. You know, obviously he's been a lot of time in the big leagues last year, and I think he's going to be in the rotation all year. So he's going to get, you know, some big counting numbers there. Uh, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think he has a good chance. And boy, if Pache hits, it's really going to make this lineup take off. So that would certainly be huge. But next, I want to look at uh, get one bold prediction for the Braves this season. So, Fred, I'll let you go first. What's your one bold prediction for the Braves this year? I think uh, Dansby Swanson is going to hit two dozen homers. I, it's going to be that kind of year for him. I don't know whether his average is going to be much above 260, but I think Swanson's going to come out and put together some power numbers. May not last past this year. Young players, and he's still a young player, tend to have these up and down years. I expect him, or I hope he, if he stays healthy this year, he's going to hit 20 at least. And if Anderson hit, or if, if uh, Swanson hits 20 homers, uh, the Braves are in really good shape in the infield because there's going to be that's going to be 85 or 90 homers across the infield. Uh, so I think I think Dansby's going to pop 20 this year and probably hit 260. Yeah, well, we probably should have talked before this because that was going to be my one bold prediction that um, Dansby Swanson makes the all-star team this year. That was going to be my my bold prediction. I think he's in for a really big season. I think he gets off to a hot start, and I think he makes the all-star team. I know there are a lot of good shortstops out there, uh, but I— you know where he's going to be hitting in that lineup. He's going to have a lot of chances to drive in some runs. And, you know, if he has the power that Fred's talking about there, I think he has an opportunity to, to be an all-star, be that type of player. Um, but I'll give you another one here and I'll say that Austin Riley hits 30 plus home runs. And maybe that's not a bold prediction. That's what we should be expecting from Riley. But I think he's going to have a big home run season as well. 
I think he's going to have a big year there. And like you said, if that happens, if those two on the left side of the infield are, are hitting that many home runs, it's going to make this offense, you know, that much more powerful at the bottom of the lineup. So maybe that's more hopeful, uh, hopeful thinking, hopeful wishing on mine and Fred's part that the bottom of the lineup is going to produce like that. Is that certainly a key for this Braves offense this year in order for them to take off? But that's our bold predictions for this season. So uh, make sure to trade Dansby Swanson now because we just jinxed him into a terrible uh, year. But no, I, I do think it's going to be a, a good year for Dansby. Excited to see what he does. Um, next, I want to talk about the biggest uh, weakness and the biggest strength for this Braves team going into 2021. Uh, Fred, I'll let you go first on this one again as well. What's your biggest weakness and your biggest strength for this team heading into 2021? Okay, the bench. Uh, mm. I've made no secret of the fact that the bench is thin. You know, I love Pablo. I'm glad the fact that he was putting the ball, bat on the ball during spring training and he was hitting the ball to all fields. And, and he's, if he does that, that's good. Uh, Adrianza had a, had a good spring and he hit the ball around pretty well. Uh, and that's good too. Uh, but uh, you know, if, if I have to pinch hit for my pitcher, uh, in a late inning, I want someone to come up there with some power and we don't have that guy. Uh, right now, uh, the biggest power battle on the, on the bench may be Alex Jackson and, and Ajax is, um, an all or nothing kind of bat. He can hit the ball as far as Riley, because he's built like a moose, but he doesn't contact, make enough contact to do that. And so that's why uh, we talked before the show. That's why I sort of was hoping lamb would pit would pan out as a nice power bat off the bench and why it's sort of, uh, um, upsetting that Contreras isn't there because he's definitely a better contact hitter than Ajax. Uh, the problem with that is because there aren't many power bats around laying around and the money was a problem, but I think that is the, that is the weakness in the team. Uh, if they're, you know, and, and we're picking nits here, but that, uh, that is what I think is the weakness of the team. The biggest strength is pitching depth. We have 19. There was a, po- a post the other day about the team, uh, Enos, uh, you know, Cyrus put one in the, uh, uh, athletic about the team's pitching and, and all this and how many top flight pitchers that come in. They said, well, uh, you know, the Mets have the most and blah, blah, blah. And they had like two more than us. And that's being generous, I think. So, uh, and they listed 19 pitchers that they considered top of the top of the game pitchers, get pitchers they could put out there and not be ashamed of them going out there. Uh, and I think that the, you're going to see the pitching depth, uh, turn up. You're going to see, uh, these guys uh, that, that we haven't seen. We're going to see some Kyle Muller earlier this season. We're going to see the rotation strong, but the bullpen with when you've got Jones and Martin and mentor and Smith and these guys, those guys, that bullpen is tough. I don't know why anybody thinks that bullpen's weak. I saw somebody complaining about, Oh, we lost Shane green. That was not a loss folks. I'm telling you, he outperformed his peripherals everywhere around. And if you want proof, nobody else has signed him either. So I think the bullpen's going to be strong and durable. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, pitching, as always, is going to be it. But I think our starters are going to lead the way this year. Yeah, and that's why I let Fred go first there, because I knew there's a pretty good chance we'd be on the same page this one. It's, it's pretty obvious, you know. The bench going into spring training was a huge weakness. We talked about it. We talked about it all through spring training, and it's still a big weakness for this Brave. Now, this Brave team. Now, on 
the bright side, the bench can be fixed, right? So um, you can make trades during the season. You know, obviously when teams start to fall out of it a little bit and there's injuries here and there, there's going to be trades to to be made in order to improve the bench. You see a lot of that at the trade deadline, you know, with playoff teams grabbing some some bench bats, grabbing bullpen arms. Those are things that can be improved during the season. The the good news is the Braves core, their their starting lineup, their starting rotation is set and it's it's built to win. It's built to um, you know, go deep into the playoffs. So, you know, if the biggest thing that we're complaining about right now is the the bench depth, then, you know, I think the Braves are in pretty good shape. Obviously, I would love to see it be better. You know, that's been my biggest complaint is, you know, the difference between the Dodgers and the Braves is the Dodgers start the season beginning to end having ton of depth on their bench and good depth. And the Braves just haven't had that. And it's really come back to hurt them when they've met in the postseason. So certainly want to see that improve throughout the regular season wrote a post on it on Tuesday, just how I don't, I don't love the bench. I don't even love that they're going with a a four man bench, even though I understand there's really not any better options out there right now. And I know that four man bench is probably just going to be temporary, but I I would like to see them find some power for the bench, especially from the left-handed side. Again, me and Fred were talking before. I really wish Jake Lamb would have worked out. Seemed like a great fit there, but he just, he looked lost in spring training to me in the games I saw at the plate. So understand why the Braves didn't want to take the risk there and pay him. But yeah, the, the bench is a huge weakness for this team and really hope that it doesn't come back to bite them during the regular season. And then, yeah, like I said, the pitching depth is going to be huge for the Braves this year. The quality of arms that they have in the rotation, in the bullpen. And I'm with you, Fred. I've seen people complaining about this bullpen because they let Melanson walk. They let Shane Green walk. There's a lot of really good arms still in this bullpen and, you know, plenty more young arms who are, you know, starters in the minors now that could come up and be a big part of the bullpen later in the year if needed. So I don't have any concerns about the bullpen. Again, my only concern with this team is just the lack of depth on the bench. If there's a big injury at the top of that lineup, Braves are going to be in trouble. Um, So that's what scares me the most going into this season. But I want to ask a follow-up question to you here, Fred. We're talking about this pitching depth. Who do you think throws the most innings for the Braves this year, and what is that inning mark? Well, I've, I've got to say Max is going to throw. Because, see, when I look at Max Freed, I see Steve Avery, okay? So uh, I know they're not exactly the same pitcher, but they've got the same kind of you're not going to beat me when you're on the mound. I think Max is going to throw the most innings. Uh, and I'm going to say it's probably close to 155 or 160. Um, I think Anderson will be behind him slightly. He'll probably throw about 140. Uh, I don't expect Mike to get that high at all. Um, I, maybe, I, you know, I'm forgetting Charlie Charlie Morton. I, I think, well, Morton will probably throw 160 as well. So, you know, I, I'm not sure about Smiley. I don't know how many he's thrown recently. But I think Morton and Max will be up there at the top with about the same 160 innings between them, and everybody else will be behind them. Smiley could be right behind them. Anderson's going to be a couple of starts behind them. But you're going to see those five, uh, those four, uh, five with Soroka. You're going to see some, uh, maybe some Newcomb starts. You maybe see some Yanoa starts. You may see some Kyle Muller starts. Uh, yeah, you, uh, Bryce Wilson's going to start. He's going to get 100 innings, maybe more this year. 
Um, the, the the depth of the starting pitching is what's going to do it. You're not going to say four horses go out there like Maddox, Levin, Smoltz, and Avery and give you 200 innings apiece. Um, but I think, you know, 160 is probably going to be the top end. And I'd say, you know, Morton and, and Freed are going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where I was too. I was thinking 175 is probably the max innings you'll see anybody throw this year. And it's you know likely to be either Freed or Charlie Morton. So uh, I think we're, we're kind of on the same, same note there. Uh, kind of another bonus question here. I wanted to throw at you before we get into our win prediction for the Braves. Do you, you think the Braves will, or Alex Antopoulos in particular, will trade a big prospect this, this season in order to make a big move? And if so, who do you think uh, are the prospects most likely to be traded this year? Well, I think he's going to make a trade. We've got, we've got pitching, that we can't, we don't have a place for. We're we're gonna run out run out of options for players here pretty quick, and and I think that uh, we talked about this I think last week that or week before last rather that Sean Newcomb could use a new uh, a new voice, and he wants to be a starter. So I think that there's there's a way that you know we we find that left-handed bat with a with a trade of of Sean Newcomb and probably Johan Camargo because Camargo looks completely lost. He doesn't look like he wants to wear a tomahawk anymore, in my opinion. And I think that both of those guys could find a new home this year. The other prospects, boy, I don't know that any of the others are really, they may be enough to, to, to put together something, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think if you've got to trade for that bat, let's say that, for example, and this is off the wall completely, let's say that we need that left-handed bat really badly and we go out and try to get Joey Gallo. Um, okay, uh, that's going to take Newcomb and, and somebody um, because uh, the Rangers really don't have any pitching. So so uh, it's going to be that kind of thing. You know, if you wanted a Joey Gallo bat, that was, that's how it's going to be. If you want to go to the Reds to get a bat, that's how it's going to be. It's going to be pitching, pitching, even the Red Sox. If you, it, you know, I, I think the Red Sox would love to have Sean Newcomb because, boy, I've looked at what they've got. <laughs> and so I think, I, th- I think that's what it's going to be, and I, I think Newcomb and Camargo are the ones most likely to go. I don't know if any of the re- others, uh, you might be able to get something for some of those big arm and relievers we've got that can't seem to throw strikes for us, like uh, Sabatka. Yeah, uh, and you're right. And I, you know, the way the Braves roster is lines up, I don't know that necessarily they'll need to make a big trade this year, like to move a guy like Drew Waters or Shea Langoliers or um, you know somebody of that nature you know one of the top prospects right now but um be interesting to see you know how it plays out obviously like you said i think there's a lot of of arms there that maybe need a new home where you could flip them and and get that left-handed bat like i said those are moves you can make during the season which is why i'm not too stressed about the bench at the moment but certainly would like to see that get improved sooner rather than later so um all right let's jump into the final question here as we do our season preview how many wins do you think this Braves team can win? And do they have the roster to win a World Series? They have the roster. If everybody's healthy, yes, they have the roster. They need the pitching to be rested. And that means using all, all seven or eight of those pitchers, nine star, eight, eight or nine starters to get through the season, getting to the postseason with those starters healthy. But if the center, if the core of the roster is healthy, and if if please uh, Joe Boo uh, Riley hits uh, this, they have a roster that can win a World Series. The NL East is going to be tough as nails. The Mets are going to be tough. The Phillies are going to be tough, 
because Joe Girardi ain't going to let it be any other way. The the Nationals, anytime Scherzer uh, is on the mound, Strasburg is on the mound, they've got a chance to win the game. Now, the other three starts, maybe not, <laughs> but in those starts, they do, and they always play well against us, as do the Marlins, who probably have the best young pitching staff in the league. They've got they sent Sixto Sanchez down for more for more seasoning. The, <laughs> the, the, the Marlins' young pitchers blow a lot of high velocity gas. Now the team's not going to uh, hit a lot of runs, score a lot of runs behind them, but the whole NL East is going to be tough. That's my way of saying 92. 92 wins, and I think 92 will win win the East because I think there'll be th- at least three teams over 500 and probably two of them in the high 80s beside, uh, just below the Braves. So I, I think the Braves could win it with 92 wins. Okay, yeah, I'm probably a little bit higher than that. I think I think it's a 95-win team, um, so not much much higher there. But I think it's a 95-win team, and I think they do win the NL East there. I think one of those four teams is going to fade away. Not really sure which one it is, but uh, could be the Nationals if they get an injury in their rotation. Their team I could see fading rather quickly, but – I think somebody there in those top four will will fade, and I think the Braves will, will win the division with 95 wins. I do think they are the best team in this division. Obviously, a little bit biased there, but you know, again, they they've proven it uh, the last couple of years there, and I still think they're they're the best team for it. Now, can this roster win a World Series? Like I said, yeah, they certainly have the roster to do it. You know, obviously, you want to get to the postseason, you want to have those top three, four guys, you want Soroka, you want Freed, you want Morton, you want Anderson, you know, healthy and ready to go with plenty of bullets left. Uh, I would like to see them get some more power arms for the bullpen. And they have, have that with, you know, Matzik and, and mentor, they can do that. Uh, but they're both from the left-handed side. You know, I'd like to see them get a right-handed power arm for the bullpen. Um, and I'm honestly a little worried with how this lineup works in postseason. Um, just because they can become, you know, power dependent. And when that's not there against elite pitching, then this offense kind of goes away. And we saw that in the last three games of the NLCS, you know, when they're waiting on that three run homer and it doesn't come, um, you know, this offense can have trouble scoring runs at times. Um, and, and then we'll see them put up a 10 spot. Um, so it, it's just that kind of offense. I don't particularly love that type of offense. And I don't think it's really an offense that works in the postseason. Um, but can they get hot? Are they talented enough to to win and get it done? Certainly. Um, you know, and I think that should be the expectation for this Braves te- team this year is, you know, World Series or bust. You know, it's they've gone beyond just winning the division now. Uh, you know, they came within one win of making the World Series last year, and I think they would have beaten the Rays. Um, so, you know, this is a a World Series contending team. Uh, by every stretch of the imagination, they certainly have the ability to get it done. Like you said, Fred, they got to stay healthy. Everybody's got to stay healthy and do their part. Um, but yeah, certainly is a team that I think will win the division and a team that uh, should have expectations to win a World Series and has the potential to win a World Series this year. Uh, any other thoughts from you, Fred, before we well, get out of I, here? I just want to say on your point, that's where Ozzie and Swanson come into this. If Ozzie keeps the top ticking over and Dansby keeps the bottom ticking over with bat to ball skills, uh, we'll be fine. As far as the pin, uh, goes. And if you need a power arm, you can pick that up at the, at the deadline. I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and same with the bench. I don't think this bench goes into postseason. 
you know, I, 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 you know, I threw out Gallo's name off the top of my head without looking, but the nationals are the team that's going to be either. You wouldn't surprise you if the nationals won 90 games with, with the starters, but Mm -hmm. it also wouldn't surprise you as, as Casey Stern said today, if they won 75 and if they, if they're in the hole at the middle of the, in, in the middle of the year, Max Scherzer's in his walk year. If they they would trade Scherzer just to get out front of the contract and get some get some prospects in because their system isn't very good, so they could fade like you said they could vanish mid year. But I think the I think you'll be able to find a bat or two, and I think you'll be able to find that power arm or two. What we need to do is get to the deadline, leading the division with fans in the stands and uh, everybody healthy. And if that happens. We're in good. The other thing I'd like to do is I'd like to congratulate Mike Fultonea, which he's going to start the Rangers home opener in game four for them this year. And if I can get to Dallas, I'm going to go watch that. But uh, I'm glad Mike's found a, found a home and uh, he's pitching well again. And I hope it holds up for him. Yeah, and Charlie Culberson made that roster as well. So um, Braves fans may be uh, tuning into some Rangers games this year to watch some some old friends there. But yeah, certainly going to be a exciting season for the Braves. Like I said, they have the core there, obviously, to to win a World Series. And, and like we talked about, the weaknesses that they do have, you know, mainly on the bench, those are things that can be fixed throughout the year, and I think they they will be. So. Um, again, excited for this brave season. Can't wait for things to get kick, kicked off. Uh, make sure that you go to tomahawktake.com. Check out our season pre- uh, preview predictions article from James. That'll have all of our picks for the division winners for the postseason and World Series. So make sure that you go and check that out as you get geared up for opening day. But that will do it for this edition of the Tomahawk Take podcast. Again, make sure you check out all the great articles we have on the site. A lot of really good content this week leading up to opening day and make sure you follow us on Twitter and make sure that you follow me and Fred on Twitter as well. And Alan, um, hopefully Alan will, will be okay. Be back with us next week. We'll try to get more on a, on a more routine schedule of doing a podcast recording every Thursday night and get it posted on the weekend as we gear up for this season. So again, thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. This has been the Nostradamus opening day edition of the Tomahawk Tick podcast, which is a production of TomahawkTick.com and Fansided LLC, a subsidiary of Minute Media Inc. Goes a lot quicker when I'm not talking, right? Opinions expressed on the show today are solely those of the participants. Nope, you can't blame Minute Media except maybe for just lack of overall supervision. All rights reserved. One of the musical selections used today comes to you under the auspices of the Creative Commons license, terms of which are available at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0. This was a piece by Kevin McLeod entitled Porch Swing Days. His works are featured at incompetech.filmmusic.io. All other selections used come via rights purchased by tomhawktick.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today, and here's our hope that your opening day celebrations are happy, healthy, and celebrating a Braves victory. We'll catch you out for the next inning. See you then.